Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination through the book of Daniel, where we haven't been lately, <laughs> because we've been doing some cross-references uh, in the Gospels, because Jesus himself references the last few verses of the book of Daniel. And folks, I can't emphasize this enough for us to understand this. I'm going to say it again. I've said it several times through the years on the podcast here, but a lot of times people will approach you. And you'll hear it in Sunday school classes, you'll hear it in Bible study, you'll hear it at work when people are talking about things. And they'll say, well, you know, I just don't believe that Daniel was really a prophet. I don't think he wrote that. I think somebody else did. I don't believe that there's real Adam and Eve. I don't believe there was a real Jonah in the fish story. I don't believe that there was a real Noah in a boat or anything like that. So what do you say when somebody says that? Well, it depends on the situation, no doubt, right? People can have their own opinions, everybody, and you have that complete, absolute right to be wrong. But... If they're really open, and particularly if they profess to be believers, and there's a lot of believers, folks, who will say those things. This is where I usually go to. I just say, Jesus believed him. Jesus believed in the literal Adam and Eve. Jesus believed in the literal Eden. Jesus believed and understood the story of Noah, of Jonah, of Daniel, in the lion's den, okay? Daniel right in the book. Jesus mentions each and every one of them. Jesus mentions the abomination of desolation in the ninth chapter of Daniel. If Jesus mentions these people by name or by events, we should really give some close heed to it. So that's what we've been doing. We've been going through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke particularly, uh, and seeing what Jesus had to say about it. Now, Matthew and Luke, we see that the four disciples came up to Jesus and they asked him a question. They said, when are these things going to occur? And what's going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? In Matthew 24, the balance of chapter 24 and all of chapter 25 are the answers to that question. It's all red letters. We're in chapter 25 right now, and I wanted us to read this next particular uh, parable that Jesus gives. He starts giving some parables to him as examples. But don't lose sight of the big picture. And I just want us to see the big picture, not get bogged down in individual parables right now. I'm thinking about doing that sometime, of doing just all of the parables on this podcast. <coughs> we'll have to look at that, okay? But for now, Jesus is answering those questions. What's going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? When will this stuff happen? Jesus has told them repeatedly to be on guard, to be ready. That's the bottom line. He's saying, be prepared. And that's what this first uh, parable in chapter 25 is about. Verse 1, Jesus says this, Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there came a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, but our lamps, for our lamps are going out. 
that's interesting. Let me just say something right here. Give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Their lamps were still burning, but they didn't have the oil they needed to press on all the way to the end. Now, verse 9. But the prudent answered, uh, No, there will not be enough for us, and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourself. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. So this is a parable that Jesus is speaking. He's already spoken a couple of them in giving understanding to what he had said in chapter 24 about his coming again, about the end of the age. The parable in itself has got a lot of stuff you wonder about, okay? Now, what you got to remember with parables is this. Quite often you'll hear this. People will say, well, parables have one main point that they make, and that's it. Uh, not exactly. Okay, I don't buy totally into that. I do believe that they have a main point. Okay, and the main point of this parable, right here, is Jesus says it: be on the alert. Then, okay, I think there's also a lot of other things that can be gleaned from them, but you can't push them too far. If you push any parable too far, it collapses under its own weight. What am I? What I mean by pushing too far is that uh, you want to explain every little detail. And you want to spiritualize every little detail. And you want to align every little detail with either what the, uh, uh, the Lord says or what the Scripture says or what the Spirit is saying within you. And you try to make it all this little, totally wrapped up in neat little theological statement. They all collapse like that because that's not their purpose. That's not the way that Jesus was speaking. He was simply telling them something here, saying you need to be on the alert. Now, is it interesting to wonder about who these are? Yeah. Who are the versions? What's the picture? I can give you a couple of things here that I feel sort of secure in, but I don't have total understanding about. The virgins could be a picture of mankind. That all human beings are given something. Okay, we're given life. Okay, we're given life. And what are you doing with it? Okay, we're given life. The prudent ones took extra oil. There's something interesting about that. But when the bridegroom shows up, the uh, the foolish ones say, "Hey, hey, we're running out of oil right here." And they go out and try to buy some of this stuff. The bridegroom shows up. They've been locked out. In other words, it's too late. So there's an element of that, okay, a picture of all mankind. There's also an element of that to where these are people who are believers. Both sides are believers. But I don't really buy into that too much unless you say that they're professing believers, in other words, they claim to be believers. They claim they're religious and they do all this kind of stuff, but they're not prepared. Those who are prudent are prepared. They have the oil, and the oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I believe that's probably true, that the oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit, but the foolish didn't. You know why? Because Jesus says it later on. When they go, Lord, Lord, open it up for us, he says, truly I say to you, I do not know you. They went out to try to buy the oil. You can't buy that oil, right? They go out and try to get prepared. When they come back, they're going, hey, hey, we got, we got, we're ready now. We're religious. We believe now. We believe that Jesus is really the Messiah. And he says, hey, it's too late. Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. 
So I think there may be some truth here as a picture of those who are religionist. Okay, they play that religious role. They do this, they do that, but they're not really true believers. It's actually several portions of Scripture that give us insight into that. The bottom line, again, with all of this, though, is that Jesus is saying this, be on the alert then, for you do not know the day or the hour. And this isn't a kind of thing to where you live in fearful anticipation and anxiety or anything like that. No, 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 not at all. He's saying you need to be prepared. You need to be ready. Okay, you need to be living your life empowered by the Holy Spirit. First of all, you need to be truly saved. Okay, if you're just going around, you're playing a religious game, you know, and God knows, and God's convicting you. You need to get right with the Lord today. You need to get saved today. You need to call upon his name today and be saved. And then you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out your life as you should. Do as he's called you to do. Be on the alert, not be slothful, not be lazy. There's so many that profess to be believers that are just lazy sloths when it comes to the kingdom of God. And do what he's called us to do and do the work of the kingdom of God. Be on, being on the alert, knowing that he's coming soon. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. We know the season. We saw that in a previous episode, right? Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue next time. I'll see you then.